podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If we're looking to sell Son and Salah, who are the best replacements? Welcome to the Gianni Batici YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. I'm going to give you my top 10 replacements in midfield for the likes of Salah and Son. But we've also got to put some respect on the name of Matoma because he's off. Huang, he's off to the Asia Cup. What about Kudas for West Ham? There's some big names missing, but Son and Salah, of course, are front of mind when we're looking at replacements. And before you ask, I'm not 100% sure if I'm selling both these guys or just one. I think the vast majority of managers will be selling both, though. Of course, they can miss up to five Premier League games. If they get to the semis or final, it could be four. If they get knocked out in the groups, it could just be one. But we're thinking the likes of Son and Salah are going to go far and therefore it's worth selling. I've got a good eighth attacker, so I might be able to bench one. Let's see. Let's see. So look, top 10 replacements in the midfield bracket, not called Son, Salah, Matoma, Huang, uh, Kuda. So we're going to start at number 10 with Neto of Wolves. He's back. He's back. And Wolves have, have coped without him. Let's not forget the first 10 game weeks of the season, Neto was breaking all sorts of records. At Wolves in FPL, he got eight assists in the first 10 game weeks. Like Neto's a bit of a machine, especially at the start of this season. He's been he's been so unlucky with injuries. Last season, we were excited to see him as an asset this season because he was out so much in the last, what, 18 months. His price was really good. So he's still an affordable asset. He returned to action in game week 20. I think he got a 10-minute cameo at the end. With no Huang, Wolves are going to need him. And by mid-January, which is game week 21, you'd think he might be available to start. So it's tough fixtures for Wolves, but he very much, if we look at the first 10 game weeks, was the talisman at that club. And with no Huang, an attacking lineup of Cunha and Neto could look quite attractive. At number nine, I think Elise will be more popular. I'm actually going to group Elise and Eze as one. And, and look, this is a top 10 and most of these slots are for individuals, but with one or two, when they're at the same club, knowing you're not going to buy both, I think we can we can put Alise and Eze in the same category. And if you buy one, you certainly would be ruling out the other. I think Alise is probably going to be more attractive to most purely because he's had recent form. We saw he just got the brace. Eze, yeah, has actually been playing pretty well as well. And when we look at the average position map, and I, I, you guys know I love an average position map. I got this off sofa score. This is from game week 20. What we can see is actually Elise is the most advanced player. He's pretty much on a level with Ayu and Mateta. That's the front three. The midfield three, the guy with the license, the number 10 is Eze. So when I look at this average position map, I like the look of both Elise and Eze. There's an argument to say both are taking up good positions and they're both players that shoot from distance and get opportunities. We don't 100% know with penalties. We thought Eze was a penalty taker, but Elise has taken a penalty fairly recently. So that's a big question mark as in who's on pens at Palace. My issue with Palace is I just have trust issues. Like one week in game week 20, they'll go and score three goals. And then you look at the last few weeks before that and you go, oh, are they going to have a dry spell? So... Just don't fully back Roy Hodgson teams to score many. If you remember the end of last season, went on an unbelievable run of scoring goals. Zaha and Eze were loads of fun. This could be Elise's season though. So got an eye on him as a bit of a differential. But again, I'm not sure he's going to be massively popular. Perhaps a little bit like Neto. As we get higher up this list, I expect the popularity to increase. Leon Bailey. Now you might think, oh, Aston Villa are a good attack, but Bailey's a player that comes in and out the team. Not necessarily, not necessarily. When he's fit, Bailey is in form and starting games. So the last three games, for example, he's played like 70, 80, 90 minutes and 
Bailey is, I would say, Aston Villa's best midfield asset in the game, if we're looking at wide forwards and midfielders. At times, it's the RB or Bailey. At times, like in game week 20, it's both. When it's Bailey or the RB, more recently, Bailey's been getting the nod. Bailey is flying right now. For me, in terms of eye test, he's been the guy that's caught the eye at Aston Villa really recently. If, we, if I go probably November and December, I think he's been a standout player. McGinn as well, obviously Ollie Watkins. Uh, but Bailey's a nice differential too, and he's super cheap. If you can't reach a Watkins but still want to cover that Aston Villa attack, I think Bailey could be a shout. Just know that, he again, he's a player that picks up injuries. So we go, oh, he started the last three. But before that, you know, we've seen 45-minute cameos or where he's gone off at half-time injured or 25 minutes because he's not fit enough to start. I do question with the midweek games Villa will have from February onwards or will we see Bailey not getting 80% of minutes at the weekend? And we kind of need that when we're, when we're looking at all these midfielders. We need ideally 90-minute men, but if they're not 90-minute men, we need players that are assured of a start. And because of his injuries, I'm not sure Bailey is. But when he's fit, he's fit, Right. Could be worth a pun. Aston Villa are a good attacking team. They always seem to score goals. Again, it was three goals again at home to Burnley. Um, at number seven, we've got a team that a lot of managers want to cover. But they've been a bit disappointed with the likes of Saka and Odegaard and Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus. But I do think an Arsenal midfielder, if you don't have one, if we're looking at Son and Salah replacements... A lot will be looking in Saka's direction. I was really surprised in Game Week 20 to find out Saka is the highest owned player in the game. That blows my mind a little bit, actually, because he's not the best scoring player in the game and he's not super cheap. And Erling Haaland is now lower owned than Saka. Obviously, we've all been selling Haaland in recent weeks. But Haaland went from like 85 to 55% owned and, and, and Saka's... Saka's got high ownership and I'm really surprised he's in more than half of teams. I benched him in game week 20. Seven points. It was either him or Palmer. Happy with Palmer. Maybe I regret that a little bit. i not benching someone that blanked. But look, Saka's been playing well enough. I just question with the Arsenal midfield. They haven't clicked like they did last season. Last season we saw Odegaard, Martinez, Saka all putting up seriously good numbers. And Gabby Jesus when he was fit. We're not seeing any of that this year. So there's an argument to go without an Arsenal mid. If you are going with one, it's Saka or Odegaard. So again, a bit like Elise and Eze, you're not going to have both these guys. I think we can group them together. Until game week 20, I was saying, actually, I think Odegaard is the better pick. I'm pretty 50-50 on it. We still, again, like Eze and Elise, don't know who's on pens. It's very similar at Arsenal. You're just spending a, a couple of million more on these guys. Um, so Saka or Odegaard grouped together, I think will rank at seven. But again, if I look at... Uh, the rankings here, I'm not likely to buy my 7th ranked. I'm not likely to buy 8th Bailey. Probably not a Crystal Palace midfielder and probably not Neto. But now we're getting to players I might buy in game week 21 and onwards. From number 6 onwards. So look, let's start. At number 6, I've gone with Jota. And actually, Jota could definitely be higher up this list. My question mark with Jota is because of his long-term injury, I just want to see him playing 90 minutes and ideally successive games. But could you punt on Jota early in 21? You absolutely could. The fixtures are all right for Liverpool. They're a team that score goals against absolutely anyone. And of course, with no Mo Salah, there is an extra spot in that attacking front three. I'm not saying Jota's going to go play a wide out right, but what does that do to the front three in terms of chances of, of Jota starting? You'd think no Salah increases it. You also look back to game week 19, like Liverpool need a goal. It's pretty tight. Salah's been missing big chances. Darwin, Gakpo started, missed big chances. 
Well, Jota came on and Jota the slotter, 10 minutes literally on the pitch. He's been injured for months. 10 minutes back on the pitch, was six weeks maybe, goal. Like, he provides Liverpool with something that perhaps the others outside of Mo Salah don't in terms of that deadly clinical finisher. We think back to Jota's days at Wolves. The reason he got the move to Anfield was that clinical nature. And Klopp will happily play him as the number nine or happily play him out on the left. I do look at that attacking lineup and think Jota's got a better chance of starting without Mo Salah. And even if he doesn't start, he's a sort of player that can get you points off the bench. So I'm genuinely interested in Jota. I think he's at a really good price point for someone that gives you that clinical finishing. You know, 7.7 million is pretty cheap, isn't he? Pretty cheap. Um, I just, as I say, have question marks over the start. The other players we're talking about, pretty much nailed for starts. Jota, the only man in this list that probably isn't nailed, we could say. And when I say nailed, I talk about, I don't know, 90% starts. At number five, again, it's looking at, just like with Jota, we look at Liverpool and go, can we capitalise on no Mo? Well, I look at Spurs and go, can we capitalise on no Son? And straight away I go, who's going to be on penalties? And again, Liverpool, again, I should add, we don't know if it'll be Darwin, McAllister, Sabotsly, they've all got brilliant records. I'm pretty confident at Spurs, it's Richarlison. You could argue Madison went on the pitch, but Madison's record's not great. Richarlison's record is better. Richarlison's taken penalties for Brazil. So at number five, we're going to put Richarlison and actually we're going to group him just like we grouped Saka and Odegaard and Elise and Eze. We're going to put Brennan Johnson in this bracket because again, I don't think you want to commit to both these guys. So I'm going to rank a Spurs midfielder and it depends on the money you've got. Now, both Brennan and Richarlison interest me. If you can afford Richardson and you can afford that extra money, that extra million or so, then yeah, I think you spend it because you get penalties, you get the centre forward. Richardson does often come off in games, but Brennan will get hooked early too. Brennan out wide, less of a goal threat, more of an assist threat. In his price band though, Brennan is very, very attractive. And knowing we're all going to be buying Haaland back, I wonder when we sell Mo Salah and we're selling... Alvarez, Darwin, Slanky, whoever you're selling to get Haaland back in, if actually you can't spend the money you need to on Richardson, you can't buy a Jota or a Saka, you actually need to go shopping at around six million or below. And therefore, Brennan Johnson might be on the wish list of many. And look, you could say similar to some of the other lads in this list. Those that are cheaper in this list might actually become more desirable as we try and navigate Haaland back into our teams. And I'm sure, guys, we might go without Haaland in 21 because it's a tough fixture. Will we go without Haaland in 22? Home to Burnley, we're going to need him back in, right? Brennan Johnson is 5.8 million. Um, we're going to do another grouping at number four. And this is a Man City midfield slot that is not Phil Foden. We're going to talk about Phil Foden later. Maybe there's a clue as to who I've ranked in, in one of the top three positions there. But at number four, we're going to talk about Doku and Kevin De Bruyne. And again, you could go, Johnny, come on, this isn't the same as Saka and Odegaard or Eze and Elise. These, are, these, are, these players are ones there and ones there with regards to price. Doesn't matter too much because you can only have one of these guys still, I think, because you're going to have Haaland and the optimal City front three, if we get a double game week announcement, it's going to be Haaland, Foden, Walker. If you compromise one of those positions, you might go for a KDB or a Doku without a Walker or a Foden, right? 
I can't see many going with both Foden, uh, with Doku and De Bruyne. So I'm going to group them together in terms of, I think, that extra Man City midfield slot, whether it's Doku or KDB, I would rank at four. And I do that because of the double game week that we think we'll get. But I also do it because City just score loads of goals. And if you can afford De Bruyne and he looks good in the, in the FA Cup, and you watch that game and see, does he get minutes? I don't. I think 21 could be too soon to go, yeah, he's going to be playing 90. But definitely by 22, I wouldn't be surprised to see De Bruyne playing 90. And Doku too, I should mention. Before Doku got injured, he offered something completely different down the left-hand side to Jack Grealish. And it was something Pep liked. In fact, Grealish couldn't get in the team. Now, when you play Grealish and you play Bernardo Silva on the other side out wide, you get that control, which Pep keeps speaking about. Does Doku come with that level of control? Maybe not. But what he does come with, something that Pep had in the past with Sane and Sterling, that direct play. Now, we've all forgotten about Doku because he's been injured. But just don't forget how good Doku's numbers were early on in the season and also don't forget how cheap he is so Doku is definitely someone I'll be thinking about and De Bruyne too because we know what we're getting with De Bruyne and look Man City are the best attack in the league and if you've just got Haaland maybe that's not enough but maybe you compliment Haaland with Foden who we'll talk about in a sec so look that Man City midfield slot that's not Phil Foden is still number four on my list which is which is crazy actually because I, I I really like Richarlison I could have to go Brennan because of my Mo Salah money and, and Haaland back in I've got my eye on Jota too and I'm not making a call on any of these guys until I've seen the FA Cup and it might mean I lose a little bit of money on on value of, of selling a Salah or Son because they're going to have price drops and I'll be selling them maybe for slightly less but I still, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not even set if I'm keeping both these guys. So look, that's taken us up to number four. If you're enjoying the stream, please do hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Hey, you can also become a member. If you fancy being a member to the channel, just click join under this video. Uh, squad members, I'll prioritise all your comments. We're doing lots of lives now on this channel. I bring up all your lives and you're part of that chat at all times. That's a benefit of being a squad member. If you're an Ultras member, you can join the WhatsApp group. With world number two, FPL Chai in, and also winner from FPL last season out of your hanger off there's only about 15 of us 20 of us um so yeah do join the group if you fancy it um at number three Jared Bowen Jared Bowen is having such a good season I haven't owned him this year and every time I watch him I go why don't I own this guy like it doesn't matter if he's playing out wide right it doesn't matter if he's playing number nine he is smashing it again this season, again. And like he's, he's proven to be a good FPL asset. He finds ways, a bit like Mo Salah, where you go, he can be quiet and still pop up with points. Um, really keen on, on, on Bowen. I was looking in the Scout members area earlier. And guys, I'm sure many of you are signed up to Scout. But if you like your data, you know I'm more of an eye test manager, but I do complement it all with stats. The stats for Bowen are insane. Like Only Son and Salah have more attacking involvements this season than Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen doesn't play for a top, top team. Jared Bowen isn't 10 million plus. He's phenomenal value. The fixes for West Ham aren't bad at all. Even without Kudas out the team, yes, you could say they lack a little bit of firepower without him, but they'll find ways. And before Kudas, Bowen was still a really good asset. And without him, he'll continue to be one. Um, I like Jared Bowen. And I think he'll be the obvious replacement for Son and Salah. I think the vast majority that don't own Bowen will actually go there. Um, 
So let's let's see. Let's see if I go there. You know I often don't like to make the, the template move. I think Bowen will be that. Um, guys, if you want to check out Fantasy Football Scout, by the way, there is a link in the description. I think they've got 20% off at the moment as well. So here we go. Who's my number one and two? We've spoken about some good players in these slots. My number two, if you don't own him, is the guy that I have been raving about. He's the guy that I captain in game week 20. He's the guy that I said, no, I'm not going to buy Alvarez because I'm going to buy this guy. And that's because Alvarez in the team, when De Bruyne and Haaland are fit, I think Alvarez is vulnerable in terms of a start. Well, Foden only hasn't started two Premier League games this season. He started all the rest. And in one of those, he came off the bench at 45 minutes and scored in the second half. And the other one, I think he just had a six-minute cameo. This has become, Phil Foden has become a nailed asset, right? We've never really been able to say that. We haven't had to say that for small periods. We've looked at five-game windows and go, yeah, he'll start them all. But over a good, good sample size of like 20 game weeks, have we ever been able to say Foden's nailed? Well, I think we can say the fact that he's started all but two, I think that that kind of classes as nailed. As nailed. The problem with Foden, when he plays in different positions, he's not always as attractive. When we've seen him out left, when we've seen him out wide right, even when he was playing false nine, which, by the way, in the Club World Cup semi-final we played, and we saw him play the season before Harling came last year, lot of false number nine, he's always been a good asset in all three of those positions. But the Foden position he wants to play in, and he's been public about this, and, the, and Pep's had trust issues playing him in this role, is in that number 10 role, just behind the front man. Now, we can look at this average position and pass map. This is what I showed you guys in all my Game Week 20 videos. This is the same screen grab, right? This was from the Club World Cup final. This is also reflective of where he played against Luton before the Club World Cup and where he played after the Club World Cup against Everton. And then again, where did he play in game week 20 in this position? This is why I captained him. When Foden plays in this role, and this is the Man City pass map, especially when you've got Grealish and Foden and, and Bernardo Silva either side, and he's feeding one front man, and it's like one number 10... He's an amazing asset. Now, De Bruyne back in this team can still mean Foden operates in a similar role, just like how Gundogan and KDB or David Silva and KDB operated. And actually, we've seen Bernardo and KDB earlier on this season playing in that role. I think now Foden is showing Pep that he can take over from Bernardo and join KDB serving Haaland in central areas. And if he continues in that role, I want him in my FPL team. If he continues playing and he's just in out wide positions, maybe he's not number two on the list, this list, maybe he's number seven or eight. He's still good out wide, probably out wide right, I think we'll see him because we see Docker or Grealish fighting for that left-hand spot. Foden's a good pick regardless. Central areas, we want him. He's in shooting positions. He's got a wonder left. He's confident. He's playing with swagger. Just love Foden at the moment. I think many will go to him. We've seen price rises already. Many will go to him as a Son or Salah replacement. Of course they will. But what about outside of Phil Foden? Who gets the number one? We haven't spoken about the number one because I've been holding off. Now, this is a player I own. So this isn't necessarily my replacements. Like I own player one and two in this list and I don't own and own number seven, Saka. I don't own anyone else, right? I own seven Saka, uh, uh, two Foden and number one I own. And I'm sure many of you do Palmer. But if you don't own Cole Palmer, guys... I don't like to tell you how to manage and I very rarely call players must-haves or essentials. I'm going to go so far as to say Cole Palmer, and I'm sure you'll all agree, he's a must-have this season, isn't he? I think he's a must-have. 5.6 million still. How is Cole Palmer? Like, I think he was 4.9 at one point. Cole Palmer is 
still, in terms of value, the best player arguably in this game. Certainly the best player in midfield. There are other players that have scored more points. Um, Douglas Louise has scored more points. Foden and Juan and Saka have all got more points as well as obviously Son and and and, and Bowen and, and Salah. But we can't forget Cole Palmer wasn't starting games earlier in the season. He's not had the minutes all the others have. Cole Palmer didn't start until game week seven. His numbers are insane. He's got eight goals, of which four of them are pens. You might, oh, four of them are pens. That's fine. He's on pens. Um, with Nkunku in the team, is he still on pens? Well, yeah, he's got 100% record. He's four from four in the Premier League. He scored in a shootout the other day. Five from five in a Chelsea shirt. He ain't off pens until he, maybe if he misses one. Nkunku could come on pens. Um, Carl Palmer is Chelsea's best player. Doesn't matter of any, of any position. And he's so, so cheap. His value is insane. The fixtures for Chelsea are good at the moment. They do turn. But when they turn, I think he'll still score goals in big games. Um, four open play goals. Has, didn't start till game week seven. Eight in total. Got a couple of assists as well now. Just buy Cole Palmer, guys, if you don't own him. So look, that completes my top 10. Who are you replacing Son and Salah with? Maybe you're looking to replace Matoma or Huang or uh, Kudos of West Ham, who look, many have bought recently because he's been flying. Let me know in the comments who you're looking to buy and how convinced you are. Also, I'm keen to know how many of you have gone early. Like, are you committing to both no Son and Salah or are you maybe looking at keeping one and watching the first game of AFCON or Asia Cup for them and going, oh, actually, they could go out earlier than we think. It's obviously highly likely both these teams, both Egypt and South Korea, get to the semis and then we're talking about missing four games. Um, but I am interested to know, and I there is a chance I keep one of them, and I still don't know which one I'd even keep. Probably Son, because if I do keep one, because I think I'm going to need all the money out of Salah to get Haaland back in for, if I don't get Haaland for 21, then certainly for game week 22. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this video. There's loads more content planned in the next couple of weeks. As I said, make sure you're subscribed because I'm doing loads of lives now and hopefully you want to join some of those lives, not just deadline streams, but just reaction stuff. If you want to join the lives, it's always best to have that notification bell set. Guys, thanks for watching and I'll see you very soon. Podcast Network.